I may not collect bones, but I always keep my receipts. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, my tan, like my jawline, is fake, but I always keep it real. Girl, I'm bronze. I don't know if the <laughs> listeners can see me, but the way I put on so much bronzer today because I was doing a video interview with Maitland Ward from Boy Meets World, who now is in porn and wrote a memoir. That was a really interesting oh. conversation, but I wanted to look nice and glowy for her. I love that. I was not prepared for a tagline referencing a tan. Yeah. I don't know why. It just took me out a little bit. Oh. I'm here for it, though. Well, do you know what the sad part is? Is like I'm in front of this ring light. It's kind of washing me out, and I'm like looking, and I'm like like trying to flex my tan and it really doesn't look like I got much of one going on right now. So like it's what I thought was like heavy painting turned into like a light dusting. I haven't had a real spray tan in a really long time, but it is my favorite thing in the world. It's, you know, like gay guys are always like, they say they feel their most powerful with like a, a fresh haircut, iced coffee in hand. Like the thing that takes it to the next level is a spray tan. Oh my God. Do you know, I don't think I'm sure I haven't, I have not gotten a spray. I mean, I am, I have always been extremely pale and totally fine with it to be honest, but I will do literally anything else. I, is it a fun process to go through the, do you have, is it a person with a thing spraying you or is it a machine? So I do, I do both, but I, like when I just want to like get it done quickly, I'll like do the machine and it's fine because with a person you really have to find the right artist and I haven't found that person out here in LA, but for any New York listeners, the best place is Brazil Bronze Soho in Soho. It's where JLo goes and my <gasps> friend like had a coupon or a gift certificate that they, they got in like a gift bag or something. And it was like an happy, a happy accident. She was like, I'm not going to use this. Do you want it? You love spray tans. And I was like, absolutely. And so I went. And the day that I booked my appointment, I ended up booking the same girl who does J-Lo when J-Lo is in New York City. Oh. And like, when I tell you the color, uh, like just, it is so beautiful. Like I never feel more beautiful than when I walk out of Brazil Brown Soho, which hasn't happened in like more than two years now. But <laughs> Okay, follow up question. Are you, you're completely naked, right? What's the point of getting it unless you, because you don't want to have a, you can't have a spray tan line, right? right? So, so the rules at Brazil Bronze Soho are boys have to wear underwear. So, I mean, it can be as like okay. skimpy as you want it, but like, I don't mind like an underwear tan line. It's like, whatever, only my man's going to see that. So it's fine. But with girls, I think girls are allowed to go in completely naked if they choose. You know what? I have to tell you, there's nothing I want to do less in my <laughs> life than to disrobe for someone to just like analyze every crevice under the auspices of tanning me. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it in my future. But I love that you love it. I, I love that. I do. Well, I'm excited because I'll be in New York City for BravoCon in October. And so I'm definitely going to be tanned up for that. <laughs> oh, my mm. God. Wait. <laughs> We have to talk BravoCon, but first, you guys, it's Andrew's Girls. It's episode 343-ish. I don't know. I could be off by 10. I couldn't tell you. And I'm so excited, as you can tell, to have a return guest back on the People's People Zoom Kiki couch. You know him as senior TV reporter at Page6.com and co-host of Page 6's fabulous new pod, Virtual Reality, with friend of the podcast, Danny Murphy. Welcome back, Evan Real. Evan, tan 
and glowing and fabulous as ever. Oh, thank you. It is so good to be back. I can't wait to get your thoughts on everything that's going on because it just like it feels like it's been a lot. I mean, it's always a lot in the Bravo world, but like it's just been a really interesting convergence of like uh, tons of shit. I like I don't even know where to begin. I feel like I've like my head has been spinning for like more than a week at this point with you know between like Beverly Hills and then all the other non Bravo things too have not been mm. helping as well. Yeah. Like the Queen. I know. What else? What else has been happening? We it you and I were just talking in depth about the Britney Christina body shaming controversy. Yeah. Like Instagram has been. Not kind yeah. uh, this week and also BCC ever. There has been a lot going on. Shout out to anyone in the United Kingdom or anywhere in the world who's mourning the loss of Queen Elizabeth II. What a, it's been a weird, it has been a weird time online. But listen, you referenced, and IRL, you referenced BravoCon. So I do have a question for you. Yes. I have actually 15,000 questions for you. Let's go. As you know, <laughs> I am such a stan of you and everything that you do. And absolutely including in that your magnificent work as a moderator at BravoCon 2019. So I'm so excited to hopefully see you maybe perhaps participating in some way at BravoCon. But in the meantime, I do want to get your thoughts as an expert from page six and as a Bravoholic and everything else in potential changes to the setup at BravoCon. My question to you is, do you think that Bravo is going to continue to do all cast panels in light of how controversial some of these recent seasons has been? Have been? Have been. Sorry, plural. <laughs> Fun times, writer. Um, what are your thoughts? No, that is a great question because I was thinking the same thing to myself, especially with all the shit that's going down in Beverly Hills currently. Right. Like, how, how would they do it? I do, and I don't know anything for sure, but I anticipate a lot of no-shows. If, if, if they are... Do you? Yes, I, I do, because how how is Lisa Rinna going to get on stage? And especially if they continue with the fan questions, like, Rinna, uh, Erica Jane, I feel like it's just, like, an opportunity for them to get roasted. I just, I feel like it could get very contentious between some of the talent and the fans. So I think that it might be smart for some people to skip out and maybe you know the first BravoCon they had those wonderful like housewife on housewife things with like yes. with like four like just like four mm -hmm. of them and I really mm -hmm. enjoyed those so maybe there will be a lot more of those it's always so fun to see uh, different housewives together that you would never expect to be on the same couch I mean obviously the success of Ultimate Girls Trip has shown us that Bravo fans absolutely love that so I think I, I feel like more of those will come because yeah I don't I can't imagine like a traditional like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills panel and then I'm also trying to think like what other franchises would be kind of tough I mean like Jen Shaw is she is she yeah, going Salt is, she, would be is she on the list I mean shouldn't she be in town at that point for the stuff that's coming up <laughs> after that like I mean in yeah. early November I mean 
right. That may, do you know, I hope she goes just as like her final farewell. Maybe they, sh- they can do like a whole like a farewell to Shab sort of panel because I think it's going to be a really long time before we see, see her again. I think so too. I also wonder the crazy thing to me, and it's like I actually, whatever, I don't even know that I want to share my opinion on this, but like, I don't think Jen Shaw would get the kind of reaction that members of the Fox Force would get during Q&As. Like, I, I actually think it could be more negative and toxic in Beverly Hills uh, for a Beverly Hills panel. 100% agree. I feel like Jen Shaw, the last season, was so likable. There was something mm. charming about her. I really can't put my finger on it, but, like, even though I know she defrauded elderly people, like... I might get lunch with her. You know, like, I, I wouldn't mind, like, sitting down and, and sharing a meal. Like, I actually got to hang out with her a little bit at a fashion show that Meredith Marks hosted in Salt Lake City back in April and had a lot of fun with her. Like, she was a she was a cool girl. Like, I, she, she knows how to, like, immediately disarm you, make you feel like she is your best friend, and that's probably how she defrauded a bunch of old people. Like, I would have been there, like, swiping my credit card for her. Like, yes, go for it, girl. Here's my bank account. (laughs) I mean, there is this idea within Housewives of, like, playing the likability game where it's it's such a gendered idea so often Mm. is a woman likable, but in housewives there's almost a subversion of that where the unlikability can make it make a housewife a star Uh and you have to respect your villains and with jen it's like yeah as you said there is a reason she was able to defraud so many people out of so much money for so long because she's so charismatic she's charismatic she's funny she's smart she's quick she might be someone who you'd like to get a drink with she also might be someone who's unavailable to get said drink because she might be at camp yeah. for a very long time because she's at, she actively defrauded people and then tried to cover it up for a while. I mean, that's just there is a connection there between charisma, personality and success, shall we say at the kind of deception she was able to lead for so long. Very successful. (laughs) Very successful. And, you know, with BravoCon, I remember when they first did like the, I I don't remember who it was. It was like maybe E! Online or E.T. Online. It it was an outlet that did like the first list of here are the hundred people who are confirmed and it was organized by franchise. And I and this was months ago, but I do remember when that went out, Lisa Rinna was not under Beverly Hills, which I thought was really strange. And I don't know if it was because there was stuff going on behind the scenes negotiation or maybe she had a date conflict or something but I wonder if that has changed and maybe changed again based on her behavior on the show and also her behavior online. Yeah. I just, I, I can't imagine BravoCon being a safe space for Lisa Rinna. Like, there's just no way. I, I Does she have, like, fans anymore? Like, I just don't, I don't feel that affection like I feel like back in the day like people were really into Rena. I don't like were you ever like a Rena stan or have you always been kind of like 
I appreciate I think I appreciated her for a while and then I was like ooh some of this is tough and now I'm like oh man but I definitely I don't know that I actively was like yes about Rinna but I definitely was like yes this is crazy and wild and Rinna's the only one who's willing to do it when it came to like crazy fucking shit especially in her early years she seemed to relish in it and we relished in that relishing but I was never she was never in my top five I always think about this moment I had with her years ago she was at some I don't even think she was on the current season but it was okay. some celebrity apprentice event back in back in those oh days God. and it was in New York at the Cipriani and she was there and I oh no maybe it was what's the one downtown not the Cipriani um the big one downtown uh kind of near Chinatown the big oh Capital yes Capital so we were at Capital and the event was there and that there was like a rumor going around that she was going to join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills mm. and I like went up to her and I just like asked her about it and she shut me down so hard it made me feel like so little and it was not not the kindest to me about it and just like made me feel like absolute like a dirt scumbag for even asking her about like no. if she's gonna go on Beverly Hills and it, it, it was like something to the effect of like I would never I mean I don't know if that's what she said I can't remember but like it was just she shut it down so I always think about that moment and how here we are so many years later near, like nearly a decade later and she is this very polarizing figure within the housewives fandom you know what's so interesting hearing that, I think, is the idea that Lisa Rinna would, like, think she was above Housewives. She's never been Like, ma'am, you are housewives. hawking depends. Right. And I don't begrudge her for that. I'm I love jealous that. jealous she made a million dollars doing it or whatever she actually did. But, like, Housewives, especially Beverly Hills Housewives, was always a prestige franchise. Like, since... The very first season, it has never not been anything else but a success. Right. So the idea that she would think, I mean, I remember when she initially joined and I said, absolutely not. I don't want, <sighs> I, I want, I love this version of reality TV and I don't want it. I don't want a Lisa Rinna-esque energy to this. And I, I honestly think I was very wrong for a while. I think now I'm, oh, I don't know, but. um, <laughs> Maybe your instinct was right. Well, that's kind of the I don't want to begrudge the the many gifts she's bestowed on us but um it is also so fascinating that she's hawking this fucking Rena Rose which I talked about at length on a Patreon episode that went up this weekend because I mean you would think she would be marketing this to fans the Bravo community as any other housewife businesses and yet she has blocked 99% of Bravo content creators. So like, ma'am, who are you going to send your wine to? How do you think you're going to be able to like a whole part of it's the the universe of the PR box? How are you going to be sending out this out to people when you have like literally five content creators left? I yeah, I do wonder like what her strategy is there. She's actually she's even blocked page six recently. Like the are so are so. Is she still leaking though, or is she, uh, she just finding well, she's finding other avenues? I guess <laughs> so. Sending you snail mail instead. Yeah, I'm not sure what what her what her deal is because <laughs> the reason. That's fucking crazy. 
The reason okay. we found out that she blocked page six is because our social media editors, like two of them, like slacked me and they were like, why did Lisa Rinna block me? And I was like, I don't think she blocked you because, you know, it's, I, I don't think she has it out against you. I bet you that she blocked page six and you're, you know, attached to that account. And then we figured right. out that, like, yes, she has blocked page six. I think that she j- just is, like, wiping her feed clean of anything Housewives-related because it feels like she's ready to spread her wings and fly on out of here. I mean, and yet she posts so frequently about Housewives. Yeah, that, so, right, like, the, like, cryptic stories. It's, like... It's a lot. It's yes. also... I, a lot of content creators were initially posting about how confused they were when they realized that their personal and professional accounts had been blocked, thinking like, oh my God, she did some sort of, you know, goddamn investigation to figure (laughs) out who I am. But when you go to block an account, it gives you the option of like block just this account or block this account and any other accounts created by the same person or email or whatever. So she did the ladder on mm-hmm. everyone which means that if you have x bravo account the there's a very strong likelihood that she blocked your personal and professional because that's a thing you can do do you think she's gonna be back i don't what do you think is gonna happen if i and i had a reading with a medium who told me that i have great intuition okay great if intuitive. i <laughs> if i were to in, be intuitive i i think that there's like a 79% chance she's not coming back. Okay. And do you think that will be her call or is, I mean, is it call? ever their call? I mean, like, I feel like some of the girlies Typically try and pretend not. like it's sort of their call, but I feel like, you know, nine times out of 10, unless it's like, I do think it was like Portia's call. I'm, you know, Cynthia says it was her call. I don't definitely know. was not Cynthia's call. Absolutely not. No, definitely was Portia's. Heather Thompson, which I think Andy confirmed. Bethany, both times. Her call. Lydia McLaughlin, the first time. Her call. Oh, Mary right. Cosby. Isn't I would it crazy say, that call. like Lydia and Heather are in that club? That is so crazy to me. I know. I think it's crazier that Lydia was the. F- the and we're only talking the first time. We're not talking when she came yeah. back. But uh, for Lydia. But um, my God. Um. Yeah, it is kind of it's, but le- definitely of of over 120 housewives, I would say less than 10, right? Probably yeah, I mean, away. look, maybe it would be Rena's call. Who who knows? But I, yeah, I just have this feeling that she is getting over it. I mean, there are a lot of people getting over her, but I also feel like she's sort of exhausting herself in a way. Like I feel like she's hitting the end of her her rope. I mean, what do you think? Do you think she'll be back? Like, if you just, like, had to guess. I don't know. Because I assumed not. But then I've had people on recently who are pretty sure that she either will. They're just kind of, like, intuition is that she will. Or that the ball is in her court. And I think if the ball is in her court, she's staying because... She's a business person, mm-hmm. and how can you turn down that check? What do you have to replace that? Especially right. if, like, again, who are you sending the lip kits to? <laughs> yeah. You blocked everybody. Like, I don't know how much money that stuff brings in, truly. Like, it seems for so many housewives, a part of building these businesses is to 
you know, monetize them, but it's also to give plot, to give a new perspective or a new look to a season by saying you're working on thing X, Y, and Z. And for Rinna, I don't know how, I don't know, I'm sure, you know, the lip kit is successful, but I don't know to what extent and the wine hasn't launched yet. I I don't think it could come close to bringing what she's probably making per season, but I also have truly no idea. Yeah, I know. I do. Yeah. Now that you say that, I bet you that if it, if the ball is in her court, like why, why wouldn't she? Cause I don't know if like Harry Hamlin's made for TV Canada movies are bringing in the, the dough that Bravo's, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I was very shocked to hear about how much Randall Emmett was paying Bruce Willis, so, but he is Bruce Willis. But I don't know. You never know. People make money in crazy ways. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I do want to get your thoughts on another housewife business because it's certainly come up on the Atlanta reunion, which started this weekend and certainly online and perhaps on page six as well. The launch of... She by Sheree, which Girl, launched I got thoughts. I have thoughts. and launched again. Tell me your thoughts, Evan Real. Keep it real. I'm Evan just, real. I'm so sad and disappointed for her. Like Bravo literally handed this to her on a silver platter. Like how many times have they brought her back? And then this season, not only do they bring her back again, and I love Sheree. I think she is a formidable housewife. She is wonderful. Mm-hmm. She's given us so many iconic moments. And I just feel like she really effed up this opportunity to launch She by Sh- Like, literally, the, the season buildup was to this show. And, the, I mean, the show was, you know, optically a success. Like, it looked like it went off without a hitch, despite the drama beforehand. You know, the fashion show finally had fashions. They were cute fashions. Didn't mm-hmm. see many of them on the website. When the website eventually launches, it's this, like, sheen knockoff. And then... It, it all of a sudden, due to the overwhelming like love and support and interest, the website is down. Which I don't know. Um, that's a little weird. <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It just makes me really sad for her. And then also like the price point is absolutely not it. It'll never be it. She needs to know her audience. Like she needs to confer with Bethany because like Bethany always knew. Bethany knew who her audience was. It was the person who's not going to spend more than $19 on a bottle of alcohol or Mm -hmm. who's going to maybe pick up some beauty products at Walmart. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she like knew who her audience was and where does Sheree get off thinking that someone is going to pay $172 for a sheen knockoff or even a t-shirt with a picture of an emoji that says living my best life. Like I can get that for $7.99 at Marshall's. It has nothing of your yeah. branding. Like the, it's, it doesn't say, it doesn't give Sheree vibes. It's like, I don't know. And then like also the like cartoon t-shirt like the, with the cartoon image of, of her saying, who gonna check me boo, mm-hmm. selling that for $180, ma'am. They've been selling that on Redbubble and Etsy for a decade now. Like, I need something that I can't get anywhere else, and I need it at a price point that makes sense because $172 just doesn't make sense. Like, it's no longer aspirational anymore. I have no interest in it. I don't want it. And then it relaunched again, and then, like, today, apparently, there's some, like, cheetah um, tracksuit or, or athleisure set that is, is sourced from the same 
place where Walmart gets their athleisure and like you can literally buy it on walmart.com for like $18.99 and she's selling it for $180. It's just, I'm sad that she doesn't at least have people around her to guide her and be like, hey, Sheree, like if you're going to source from the same Sheen warehouse or the same Walmart warehouse, like at least give us a Sheen or Walmart price. Yeah, uh, I have to say shout out to the talk of shame who has been posting receipts and various websites, (laughs) including a place I think called like I don't remember the names of any of the sites. Honestly, go to the talk, talk of shames um, Instagram for more. Yes, but that's where the I prices saw the are, Walmart thing. I think. Right, the prices are crazy. The items look identical, and you know, I went on her newly want, launched website. The old one she said crashed, but she was able to put an update to it. So I don't entirely understand, but she seemed to build a new website that was much more user friendly, but. She has like a sweatshirt, so it's not even the sweatsuit. She has a sweatshirt for $252. You can't get free shipping until you spend, I think, $400. Like, no one is spending that, Sheree. Like, that is absolutely insane that she thinks people are going to spend that. Like, do I love the hoodie that Andy wore on Anna's Instagram story? I love yeah. it. And for if, if it was $59, I would have bought I would. 65 she could still get me which is like a pretty good price for a hoodie like she could make some money but no one in their right mind would pay 200 whatever dollars for that hoodie which by the way the logo is an absolute knockoff of jeffree star oh which also isn't like the best inspo to take from so like there's that but i i would be willing to overlook the jeffree star of it all Mm. if the hoodie was a reasonable price but it's not. And the thing is, she could ask Bethany, but she also already met with Candy or spoke with Candy and spoke with Kenya, who both have successful businesses. Right. They are a wealth. Both of those women are a wealth of knowledge. They did. I want to know if like Candy and Kenya were ever made aware at any point of this ridiculous price point. Actually, I would love I wish we could have Kenya on right now because I have so many questions for her. I bet she would have the most hysterical things to say in a confessional about the sheen of it all. And I do hope that Sheree comes back next season because I can't wait to see how this moment plays out. Or I mean, I don't think they're taping yet, but I, they're still going to have to talk about it. It was that story, like just like the simple write-up of, oh my God, a sheen knockoff, like sheen by Sheree like killed it for us it performed so well so there is so much interest in this situation i just hope that she can i don't know make better use of it because i did like the discount code it was like she Mm -hmm. like what was it it was it was a play on sheen sheree it was like she not buy Sheen. For yes, 20% she not buy Sheen. Or something like that. Yeah, which I liked that, but we're going to need more than 20% off to make me even think about buying an item. There, I mean, you made so many good points. I think the thing with Sheree, though, is she wasn't looking for other people's input and she wasn't, she either didn't have capacity or interest to do the work and some of that work is like being honest with yourself but also being practical and pragmatic in the idea of like 
well, I think I'm worth a lot, so I have to charge a lot regardless of what this stuff is and what it costs, or especially because of it. I'm a smart businesswoman, so I'm going to mark it up a thousand percent. And like, that's not smart business strategy. Smart business strategy would be trying to figure out exactly who your audience is, looking at the metrics of other successful housewives, businesses, merch, because it's not really, I don't think the stuff the stuff that she has on her website to me looks different than the stuff that she showed at the fashion yes. show. This looks more like merch, which is different to me than like design Fashions. apparel. Yeah. So you should price it that way. You're not selling, I mean, Sonia by Sonia Morgan, which are, those are, I mean, those are dresses. Those are dresses that you wear outside. Like this is not that. Like I, and yet she's pricing it in such a way and, also, at the end of the day, like, who could help her if she doesn't want help? Like, is she – maybe she doesn't want help, but she's not going to make a whole lot of money at this because people are not going to spend $252 on a joke. No. It shouldn't be a joke. I want She by Sheree. I want joggers and I don't wear pants. <laughs> I would make an exception for Sheree, but she's not allowing us to. Yeah, no, that's like, yes, to all of that. Like, it's sad that it is a joke now. And also, now that we're talking about Sonya by Sonya Morgan, do you remember those price points? Because I don't. I mean, I remember her going to the reunion and being like, and this dress is only $105. I, I okay. don't remember. I don't remember those <laughs> prices. Her Sonya by Sonya Morgan was so sweet and actually sent me stuff to wear to BravoCon in 2019. Did you wear and, it? And, you know... <laughs> I did put. A, I blame myself. I blame my boobs, which aren't even that big. They just. I just show you ninety percent of them, so they look enormous. But um, I there was like a button popped or something. Okay. <laughs> put it okay. on. So, but I I do think I wore it to something, and I was so excited, and I did a whole unpacking on Instagram. So I I'm and shout out to to Sonia by Sonia Morgan, and I'm you know. Die for them. Die for Sonia by by Sonia M. Die yeah, I that that was a slow build, but she eventually, you know, reached her goals, and we were at Century Twenty One with a gorgeous display. May its memory be a blessing. Yes, maybe Sheree should have called Sonia. I I think maybe Sheree should have called literally everyone, but at a certain <laughs> extent, like. Do people want Sheree to win more than Sheree does? Yes. I say that confidently. And that's very upsetting to me. <laughs> I feel like Kenya said something similar at the reunion. Like yeah. they like the idea that people genuinely want her to succeed at this and we want to be a part of it. We want to support her. It feels like she's not allowing that to happen. Yeah. What did you think of, now that we're talking about the Atlanta reunion, what did you think of the seating arrangement? Terrible. Didn't make any sense. I thought it was like, if I was Candy, I'd be like, fine, at least I'm like closest to the exit when it's <laughs> time to go. But I, who was, it was Marlo on one side and then who was on, who Sheree was on the, was the other side of Andy. No, that made no sense. It should have been on the other side. I thought it should have been Candy and then Sheree, then Kenya or Candy and then Kenya and Sheree and that those are all stars so it's like they're all winners to me but in t 
why is Charade? That did not make any sense to me because Charade didn't have the biggest conflict with Marlo. Candy did. So, like, how does this make any sense at all? Totally. What did you think? I agree with all that, but I was also just really disappointed that Sonya and Drew were together because that's, like, I want them to be able to, like, look at each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Although I will say, like, the hair flip was kind of giving me, like, Petty Housewives vibes that I feel like I haven't seen <laughs> in a long time. I'm not saying Drew was right for it, but it was it was amusing and entertaining to me. But I just, it was, like, awkward because, like, you know, they're, like, arguing and stuff. And, like, it's just... It like makes me feel uncomfortable as a viewer, um. Mm-hmm. But I love Drew so much. Like I feel like. Do you? I love her. First of all, I think she's so stunning. She looks like a print, like a like a cartoon princess to me. I think she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just like love looking at her. But I think that she is, like, just always down for like whatever. Like she, I feel like she can take it. She can give it. She shows up. She does her job. I feel like she's getting better at shade. I feel mm-hmm. like she like involves herself when necessary. Like I feel like she's the perfect example of like why you don't give up on on a one season girl. Like she is I feel like she's really growing into her role. And I just yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really into it. I do think you know the the Ralph of it all is, you know. Mhm concerning but it's keeping me on the edge of my seat i want to see what happens with it and yeah i don't know i love are you a fan i i feel like i like i talk about like my my appreciation and obsession with drew and people are just kind of like smile and nod at me and i yeah i'm smiling no, nobody you, does. You, oh, okay, okay. Um, no, no, no. I I actually thought she, <laughs> the fact that I said actually, I thought she had a really strong first part to the reunion. And honestly, it started in a way that had me very off kilter because she said something shady to Sheree and then Sheree didn't. And I don't know if this was editing, but I think some of it had to have been reality. Like Sheree didn't respond. Andy moved on. And then Sheree was like, Chihuahua? Like it was this delayed reaction that had me thinking like, wait, is Drew going to like come out of this really strong? Because she, she just was very, I thought she was really quick in her responses. Even if I disagreed with them, like the Sonya thing, like, you know, like Drew, Sonya's crying. Well, there are tears. I love it. I mean, (laughs) you know, sometimes it's like, they always, this is a terrible comparison, but like at a wedding, they often say like, don't look at the person coming down the aisle, look at their counterpart waiting for them at the end. Like that is the reaction you want to see. You want to see the reaction of the person seeing their one true love walk down right. the aisle. And that's sometimes how I feel about watching or re, or trying to understand my own opinion of housewife responses at the reunion Uh like I want to look not necessarily at Drew while she's saying these things I want to look at Kenya Mm -hmm. I want to see how Kenya is reacting to Drew and the fact that Kenya was laughing multiple times at things Drew was saying regardless of whether she thought it was funny which I do think (laughs) was a part of it and also if she was like laughing at Drew or the situation like totally fine I sometimes will have my experience through the eyes of like the archetype prestige housewife Uh on one of the couches to get a sense of what's going on and you have to say 
that Kenya really thought Drew had a couple moments. Yeah, and if if Kenya's laughing, like I am definitely laughing. I feel like she's the perfect housewife to to take the temperature of a, a new housewives performance because mm. Kenya to me is like ultimate, like definitely in my top three for sure. May, maybe my number one. Who else is in your top three or top five? Okay, so Kenya, absolutely, for sure. Um, I mean, I've been watching Old Atlanta recently and, like, NeNe. Uh, like, of course. That, that one clip I've been watching on Loop lately is where they're getting out of the bus. I think it's in Miami, and Kim is like, she threatened to throw me in the pond, and then NeNe's like, I will throw you in the pond, and I will crack your neck, and then I'll poke your eyes out. Boop, boop. Like, there is nothing <laughs> Thomas Kramer's. funny oh or, like, so good. So, like, Nini, um, Kenya, who else? I'm, like, trying to think, like, who? I don't know. Um, oh, I, I live for Ashley Darby. I love her mm. so much. I, I don't know if she's, like, in my top three, but I do love her so much. Um, Karen. Karen, for sure. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. Now, I got to think about that. I, like, I actually, like, need to, like, write it. Yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't no, know. I oh, Melissa Gorga. I love Melissa. Oh, my God. I love Melissa Gorga People so much. I love Melissa. You I would be surprised. Her. And again, no shade intended. A lot of people have Melissa Gorga in their top five. Uh, like, I truly love her. Like, I want to hang out with her. I want to be adopted by her. I want to shop at Envy. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know. I think that um, uh, Matt Rogers. He, yeah. he always talks about how she has, like, big mm-hmm. sister energy, and it is completely that. She has this, like, it's just, like, I don't know, very appetizing to a gay man for whatever reason. She also does seem honestly like a girl's girl, which I love. Yes. I love that she mm-hmm. seems like a girl's girl. Yeah. I think that ma- that helps. That matters. Totally. Especially in New Jersey. And it's, like, been so wonderful to see her evolution over the years, like, I think it was two seasons ago when she was, like, not giving an actual fuck about Mm -hmm. what her husband thought about her going to events and working on her business Mm -hmm. and her, like, stepping out being like, I'm doing this because I'm, like, a woman. Hear me roar. Like, I loved that. And just, like, knowing kind of, like, where she came from, from this, like, traditional, like, Italian, you know, Catholic upbringing situation. Like, I, I remember, like, actually... Her book, she had this book called like Love Italian Style, and I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the like the marital rape drama. Tracy Morrissey told me about it. I think it actually we were talking about. It, I think at BravoCon and then on a BravoCon recap episode in 2019, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, tell the people. It's so crazy to go from that to where she is now has been incredible. I love. I'm all for the self growth. Because what did she say in the book? She's like, even if you don't want to have sex, you don't have a choice. Is that right? I, I don't, don't know remember. if it was like exactly that, but it was kind of. I, and apologies. I really don't remember. I, and I didn't. I, and I don't remember either. So I could be like. It's not in the. I could be um, effing this up for sure. But I think it was something along, like maybe a little softer, like. You know, like, sometimes, like, it's okay to, like, put out even if, like, you're not in the mood because, like, your husband will love you for it or whatever. So, you know, that's, you know, not the best message to send. And I do, I absolutely Mm -hmm. do not think 2022 Melissa would co-sign that. Yeah, and also, who knows, who knows who wrote it? 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, like I think these, they that sign too. off on it yep. maybe at the cover shoot. Or like, hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, I'm your writer. Right. It was a it was a pleasure to work together. You right. know, like And she who could knows? have like trusted, you know, the the editor at her at her publishing house and they were probably like, Yeah, it's great, Melissa. Like it's so you and you know, Melissa's a, a busy girl. Maybe she didn't mm-hmm. read every single word. So then she gets all this backlash later on and she's like, Wait, what did what did I write? <laughs> yeah, and also maybe she believed it. And maybe she's changed her mind. I mean, let's allow a little space for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder what her book would, what a follow-up book would be like for I would Melissa read G. It. I would read Wait, now that we're speaking about Housewives books, I have obviously read so many, and I'm sure you have too. Do you have a favorite? Um, I have not read. I have received... <laughs> And I have, I'm a big fan of reading like the acknowledgements page okay. so that I can say that I just started reading their book and how great it is. Oh my um, God. I like looking behind me, I'm very, I'm very far behind on um, housewife books. There's actually, I got a couple Bravo related books on display, on display, on display each and every day, every day, every day. <laughs> I did do the AG book club a single time okay. um, a couple years ago. And the first and only book that was a part of the AG book club was Ramona's uh, Life on the <laughs> Ramona Coaster. And the lead up to the book club was me picking a random page out of the book and reading whatever it was on that page. And I swear to fucking God, I opened the book and of course, the page was one of many pictures. And it was Ramona in a bikini on a beach. And it said, look at my fit body. So that, I guess Ramona's book was my favorite because I was undone from that oh moment. Oh, that is so funny. I, yeah, I remember reading that book. And I can't remember what the word was, but I almost feel like she wrote the book herself because there was an adjective that was used like excessively. And I can't remember what it was, but it was every other page multiple places on a page. I forget what the adjective was, but I was like, Ramona, we have got to use our synonym. I just pulled it off of the clawfish shelf. Um, Allow me one moment. I'm going to pick a random page. And then um, I'm just going to go right here. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Um, I wasn't being true to myself, which is something that I think a lot of the housewives struggle with when they first come on the show. I think during those first two seasons, Luann had the same issue. She was all about being the countess and projecting this very dignified persona. On the show, she would never do anything racy or controversial. But the Luann I came to know off the show is really fun and crazy and wild. (laughs) She drinks and swears and is a very sexy woman. I do think she eventually got more comfortable showing this side of herself. But in the beginning, she was much more reserved on camera. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Ramona, for that. That was so wonderful. That was so (laughs) wonderful and so revealing that Lou is sexy and fun. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I, um, yeah, Ramona's was not one of my favorites, but I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think one of my favorites, honestly, was Taylor Armstrong's. It was so good. And at the time that I read it, I was like in my own very dark relationship era. And so it just like really like, it it wasn't that dark. It wasn't that dark. Let me just say that. But um, you you were, you were having, you were living a a difficult chapter in your life. Yes. And it helped me get out of it. So I always think of 
Taylor Armstrong's Hiding from Reality with with such fondness because it I just it felt like my friend. I was it, it's a, not a very long book, of course. Not many housewives books are, but I just it really felt like my companion. She was with me, walking through the Upper East Side, mm. in and out of class. Yeah, I did love that one, and I also recently finally read Dorinda's. And that one's good. I like that one. I I want to do uh, Marge's next. I haven't done Marge yet. Oh, I would love to read Marge's. I bet Marge's is, like, actually excellent. Yeah. Like, a genuinely good read. Have you ever told Taylor how much that book meant to you? You have so many interactions with the actual housewives. You interview them so much. I've never had a Taylor moment, like, ever in my whole life. I've never met her, never talked to her. Like, I've never even bumped into her at an event. But 19-year-old Evan would die. I love her so much. Like, I stand. I put Taylor in the top three. I love her. You know, I got the chance at the, like, after party for this, the premiere, oh, the New York premiere of the I was so um, jealous of, of Girls Trip. Yes. Oh, my God. It was so great. And we got to shoot the shit with them. Like, Brandy sat with us. Um, uh, um, I got a picture with Vicky and Tamara. And yes. Vicky, w- uh, Tamara, rather, was like my button came undone because again show you 90 percent, and she was like the pictures are her like in my boobs which i was extremely into <laughs> and got the chance to um very briefly but in a wonderful way um not like literally like me and greet like a, but genuinely like meet and greet like hang out with phaedra and taylor and what did you think I, of taylor in person I mean, I have to say, I thought maybe more, actually, I guess for both, it was just kind of really grounding. I think like the series, this, the reboot, the whatever you want to call it, girls trip was grounding for many, not all of these housewives. And I thought in some ways it was grounding for both of them. Both were, I mean, any housewife that you meet, regardless of your opinion of how they behave on housewives itself 99.9% especially if it's at like an event like that they're going to be lovely and they were wonderful honestly they were very sweet and funny Taylor was doing the enough pictures and videos Uh um and was like reveling in being celebrated as she should you know it was it was really really fun to hang with them oh my god that sounds like a dream yeah uh Phaedra also is someone who I love so much and I'm so fascinated by her ability to be entertaining yet not reveal one meaningful thing about herself nothing what do you think is gonna happen to her I don't know I really kind of like everyone's talking about like these Atlanta rumors I I truly don't think she's interested I don't think she's ever gonna rejoin that franchise I think it was a very Mm. toxic ending for her there's not a world where she and Candy can exist on the same show, and I just feel like Candy's such a favorite for the network that it's just... I, I don't think Phaedra's interested, but I really think that she's positioning herself for Dubai. She, I mean, she has, like, a, a business there. She she That's where she, like, sources and sells, like, seaweed tablets. So it makes sense. She's friends with Caroline Brooks. Caroline Brooks is uh, apparently in the process of helping her find a house out there I interviewed her about it like maybe a month or so back and I did ask her I was like so like how would this impact co-parenting with Apollo slash like do you care and she was like didn't say this but basically was like I'm I don't care because you know she's the financial person she did say I'm the financial person so wherever I make the money is where the kids will go and she said that the boys are excited about a potential move to 
Dubai. So that's not a worry. She's got a business there. She's in the process of like looking for a house. She's friends with Brooks and Lisa and Ayan already don't like her. So you got the built in tension. So I think that Dubai could make sense for Phaedra. Do you think it would really happen? You really do? I think there's like, again, if I'm channeling my intuition Mm -hmm. and putting a percentage on it, I think there is an 82% chance it'll happen. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa, obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. 
Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francaise. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. What has been the most surprising reveal that you have received or scoop in the housewives universe that has been covered on page six or like sources are telling you intel that you get and it can be about an IRL moment or an online moment or a moment from a show filming has there been something that's like completely taken you aback yeah I mean well I got like the scoop that Vicky talked about the vaccine and so that the like as I was like hearing it from my sources, I was like, what? Like what? Like huh? I mean, I it, like it tracks because I you know I know how you know Vicky feels. Like that was never a secret really. Um, but I was like, really? Like that's how that's what they're gonna do on the show. So it was like kind of wild to see it eventually play out on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like what other scoops have been really. Oh, I mean, I'm. I'm not trying to get a cease and desist, but I heard so much stuff about Aspen and Kathy. I'm highly intrigued to see what is going to play out on the show. Because right now, it still feels like we are kind of in the dark. And from what I never heard anything about Tequila Gate. So (laughs) if that's what they're going to make it about and leave out all the other stuff... Now, okay, so then now I'm kind of grateful for Rena because I think she's going to bring up the things that I'm not talking about right now at the reunion, hopefully. I need some clarity, and I'm sure all the all the Bravo fans out there know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, we're all tapped in. We've, we've seen things. We've seen these allegations. So, yeah, I like, I heard so much that we just couldn't report. How do you decipher what to report on? Well, when you get slapped with a C and D from Marty Singer, sometimes that helps that make the decision pretty easy. So Did you get a cease and desist? Mm-hmm. From uh, who? From Kathy Hilton. Uh, from through Marty Singer. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Wait. Okay, what she what wasn't was playing the, around. What was I wasn't the only one. I mean, I was I was one of many who got CNDs. What was the timeline on this? Walk Ooh. me through. Walk me through. I want to say it was 
January. Okay. January. I can look. Cold winter's night in Los Angeles, <laughs> California. <laughs> it was such drama. A chilly 83 degrees. Oh, and ever the professional Evan Real is quite literally looking for the exact <laughs> timeline. <laughs> I can't figure it out right now, but I think that I think I was actually figuring out the timeline the other night because it came up in a wine field conversation with my fiance, and I believe it was January, which or maybe February, because it was right. It was like after Kyle's birthday, which is January. So I think it was like around February-ish. So what what happened? Had you reported on something for page six and then Kathy? Or had it been after Aspen and you hadn't even reported on anything for page six and she was just sending cease and desist to every outlet, every major outlet? So it was after Aspen and I got all these tips and all this information from different people about things that allegedly went down in Aspen and so I'm I reported it out I got the story together and then of course we have to you know comment call to everyone everyone's publicist like everyone who's named in the story everyone who's involved like hey this is what we're reporting do you have any response and Kathy's team responded with a cease and desist from the famed LA attorney Marty Singer so that so then that halted the story from coming out. What's the percentage here? How normal is that to receive a cease and desist in the Bravo universe? It is my first time ever receiving a cease and desist. Wow. Regarding anything. And, I, you know, I, I've i covered more than Bravo in my decade plus journalism right. career. Um, but yeah, that is the, the first and only cease and desist I have ever received was via Kathy Hilton. So has Page Six ever covered anything relating to the specifics of what allegedly happened in Aspen? Or has it been more something happens in Aspen and we don't know what? Bye-bye. It, well, it's been like, you know, like when Kathy went on her iPad on Instagram and was like, Rick, save me. Like, we're, like we posted about mm. that. Or when she did the interview with Prima Donald for E! with, mm-hmm. um, with Paris. Uh, so mm-hmm. like... If she says it and it's like out there, like we'll write about it. But, you know, with the source reporting and then Kathy's team coming down on coming down hard on us, we decided it was not worth the risk. So I don't know. I might be a a big fan of Rinna by the end of the season (laughs) if she somehow brings light to this really murky situation. But I do think there is a lot of interest in protecting Kathy among the cast and then also just like if I were to guess like NBC Universal as a whole because you know Kyle is such a, a situation for them with like Halloween and the made for TV movies and then Paris had Paris in love so there's just the, like you know her her influence and spread is very wide and far reaching Kathy Hilton and she's got the money to sick Marty Singer on anyone, so. But Kyle doesn't seem super interested in protecting Kathy from what we've seen so far. She's like the first one throwing her in the fire. Th- that Yes, for sure. I think that's a little confusing right now, but I think the way it wraps up is her, like, defending Kathy against whatever Erica and Rena are saying Kathy did or said. 
that's the other part of it too you would think that if there was a vested interest in protecting kathy noting how many times bravo or production has intervened when they felt cast members have of any franchise have been too hot on social the fact that they seemingly haven't done that with bh if they have a vested interest in protecting anything when so much of the online stuff from erica and and rinna seems to be about fucking with kathy on social like you would think they would have said something if they really maybe i mean if i had to guess like maybe they're just like doing as much as they can to protect her because maybe it's like as bad as it allegedly was i don't know and like they're just like doing it i don't know i don't know I'm about it's to get so another confusing. cease and desist. No, you're not. It's just, it's a, it's an, honestly, it's a really confusing environment made so much more complicated by other confusing and yeah. wild things that have happened on social media and on the show that it's like, who's even protecting, who's protecting the audience? Like yeah, right. what there, there's so much that's like not making this show fun or anything truly anything this season that like right it is kind of the Kathy of it all to me isn't in the top three of like moments that really truly needs to be unpacked well I hope that it is and we get more clarity Erica Jane should be taking up all of the oxygen in the room in terms of like who is this person truly at least I mean, the stakes couldn't be higher for Erica. There actually, there are actual victims involved. I know, and so I, th- I guess that like at some point, she, cause like we saw it in the trailer, Kyle's like, why do you want to take down Erica because, or take down Kathy because everyone was like taking you down. Like I mean, yeah, mm. I guess she just tries to, put it on, K girl. <laughs> and also. You know, the Erica stuff we got into in depth on the last AG, but I have to say, I think the first notification or confirmation I had received that Diana wasn't attending the reunion was in reading the page six coverage of it. And I had a question for you, yes, Evan Real. Because it's according to sources, lol. Um, Diana wasn't able to attend the reunion, and maybe due to COVID or or other reasons, I don't know. But it said that she, I mean, according to the sources, um, it, they said source sources, you know, source I said that she had contracted COVID, likely during her travel from her Hawaii estate back to LA, Mm -hmm. which was confusing to people because she was continuing to Instagram from Hawaii. And then the page six piece said, nope, those are actually throwbacks. She's not in Hawaii. She was in LA, but it seems like she stayed in Hawaii. Maybe what happened? It, it seems that way, doesn't it? So what does that do to the, information from sources saying that she got this when she traveled back specifically saying she traveled back from Hawaii to LA to film and then of course couldn't because she tested positive for COVID and you know we love safety got that but you're saying this happened when you traveled back you're also saying you're you're essentially fact checking not you but like the source in saying oh those aren't 
real in real time photos because again as i just said she got this when she was traveling back and she's in la but what does that do to the argument around the other stuff if she stayed in hawaii how does that make sense i mean look it's what the sources told us and right and sources can be wrong and who knows who those sources are they could be totally unrelated to anything it's funny how sources work sometimes they seem to have a lot of information sometimes that information changes and isn't that just so funny isn't that funny how how that sourcing works out isn't that comical <laughs> and um if if you read the story mm. it is a source close to Diana Jenkins so probably not the pilot though because I feel like the pilot <laughs> would remember the flight. But a source close to close to Diana. But, you know, sources get things wrong. Maybe yeah. maybe they got it wrong. Or maybe they were right. And she flew back and then she did something else. Yeah. I mean, we were told that they were throwback photos. And, you know, who doesn't love a good throwback? You know, my favorite part of a throwback <laughs> is how, like, you know, I was looking at throwback pics from um, I've been to Paris uh, several times and it keeps popping up because I've gone a couple times in September. So when you do like the Instagram throwback, it like I'll see a couple different trips uh, when I look at September like this happened on this day. And the fun thing with throwbacks is sometimes it feels like, oh, my God, that just happened. It feels like it just happened. I know it didn't. I know it was 2019. But isn't that so fun how throwbacks sometimes look? Like something that's happening in real time, but it didn't because it's a throwback. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and sometimes it's, like, fun to post a throwback just days later. Yeah, I think that's... later. I think that's a lot of fun, while other people who maybe attended the vacay also <laughs> do throwbacks at that time, and nobody thinks to write throwback. But I get it. I get it. Isn't that fun how, like, Diana and her, her immediate family decided to just have a throwback moment at the, like, literally at the same time. Like, I think that um, says a lot to the bond that they share as a family. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is a tremendous bond. Um, how surprised were you when you found out, uh, aside from the reasons why, when you found out that she wouldn't be attending the reunion in person? I mean, it makes sense. I feel like whether she has, even if she didn't have COVID, I think it would be tough for Diana for her feet to be held to the fire. There's a lot of questions that I think Andy, the girls, Andy's girls have for her. Um, <laughs> like she kind of has a lot to answer for. Like the the black content creator drama. The mm. um, what else? I'm like, what even happened? I feel like she like has been doing calling so much Satna Khan and yes. then laughing about it, yes. saying she's a terrible person, saying on social media that Garcelle was directly making fun of her miscarriage right um there's just like a there's there's like a lot and i feel like you know if you're doing a segment via zoom there's only so much you can fit into that because from what i understand it's not like brandy redmond sitting in her screen on the chair like i think that it's like a specific moment in the reunion where it's like you get your little chunk of diana so yeah I feel like this is probably a lot easier for her. And then, you know, she's posted that sunset throwback talking about new beginnings and ending chapters and all that. So I, I feel like Diana could be a one and doneer. There's, I mean, there's, there's no way she could come back. I don't, 
Do you think she would want to? I don't think she gives a fuck because why, like, and that's the thing too. That's why I think Diana's story has gone the way it's gone because she has literally nothing to lose. Like she's already hobnobbed with like the famous of the famous. She's besties with Elton John. She has more money than God. This was probably just like something to occupy her time. Like she's, she's got the fame. Well, not, not fame, but like she's fame adjacent and she has the money like this. I don't think housewives leveled her up in any way. So like, what does it matter if she's not on it? She's, I think that, I think it would be tough for like the network to welcome her back because I don't think the fan response has been one. I mean, obviously it hasn't been wonderful. Mm -hmm. She hasn't even been on Watch What Happens Live, which I think is the Mm -hmm. first for a new housewife. I just, I mean, all signs point to the sun setting on her housewife's career. (laughs) And it's such a good point that you're making because for so many people, housewives is such a valuable currency in Mm -hmm. terms of fame, celebrity, access, power, can change your life. I mean, you know, the Bethany Frankel Accord is the gold standard of how housewives can truly change your future and the ways that you're viewed and valued and it's like if you already have an awful lot of currency I don't know that even ways that strings are attached to like payment schedules of like you get this chunk after attending the reunion that's not going to do a lot to somebody who is as tremendously wealthy as Diana is you know regardless of medical reasons just like the idea of how things are strategized and done and done, which works for a lot of housewives, doesn't necessarily work in these cases. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. I I really don't think she cares, which is good. I think I think that it would be like a mutual situation among all parties, the network fans, Diana, like go back to the piano with Asher, like Do you think that um Erica will be back? I think so. I and yeah. I think that Erica is I think Erica is really smart. Mm-hmm. I think that hopefully she's sort of like taking the temperature of the mm-hmm. Bravo fandom and I think that could like impact her decision making as she ventures forth into the next season. I think that a really good look for her and like I don't know. I guess hopefully it would be like authentic. I hope there's, like, a way she and Sutton can become friends in a way that feels authentic. I I think that would just, like, really shake up the dynamic a lot. And I truly feel like people have said, I forgot who was saying it on the show. One of the housewives was saying that, like, they would be great friends if they could just, like, get past... Garcelle, the, I think. Yeah, like, if they could just get past the BS, I think that could be a really fun friendship. And I think it would be easier for that to happen if Rena doesn't come back so I think I don't think Erica's done just yet and I don't think she wants to be done just yet because she has a lot of bills to pay mm-hmm. yeah I think um the chances are much higher that Erica and Sutton can develop a, a work style that mm-hmm. is friendly within the bubble and universe of housewives than Erica taking the temperature in the room and being like wow the fans really think that I should be apologetic for things I've said, so I'm going to do that. I don't see that any reason okay. why that, why or how that could happen 
based on her behavior on the most recent episode, which I just rewatched before we started recording and was like, fuck, man, this might be worse the second or third time around. Like, Jesus. Yeah, that was that was really jarring. And not to put my fiance on the spot, but as she as she was not to like blow him up or anything. But as we were watching that, he was like kind of saying that he might take the Erica route and not give the earrings back just yet because I guess like I guess it's kind of true like what Garcelle was saying it's like if you hand them over it is like an an admission of guilt in a way well I mean I think it's you'd look at the way that judge who Erica called out on social for having um an affair with Tom she herself apparently handed in all of the gifts or many of the gifts that he had given her I th- very quickly because uh-huh. do they did she sort of felt seemingly that they didn't belong to her and so there's a difference between Erica's right to a trial and to go through the legal process versus are these really victims which she was explicitly saying they might not be and also do they have the right to ask me for things how dare they go through the courts while also saying the courts are the place to handle this. She seems to have a lot of anger specifically toward people who were defrauded by Tom for going after things without acknowledging that even since the season aired, like the courts determined, I believe that those earrings were paid for by the trust by money from the trust. So they were right. She was wrong. Right. But she seems to be having a lot of anger toward them that I think is incredibly unreasonable and oh, 100%. gross. And I just want to say, for the record, I would give yeah. the earrings back. Like, no, it's not. The, just... And everybody, everybody thinks that they would go and do X, Y, Z. And like, she has the right to go through the legal process. The moral implications of this, which Crystal and Garcelle got dragged by Erica for saying are I think important discussion when you have to film with this person and you want to figure out what kind of person they are and Erica revealed herself because to Erica apparently it's really not just about the legal system noting that if she really gave a shit about the legal system she would be really angry at the ways that Tom has abused it for so long including paying judges to be in their back pocket which is why it took so long for him to be disbarred so like there's an innocence or a morality that she has assigned to the the legal system in them being the judge and jury noting that a lot of his money and by his i mean lol somebody's money a lot of people's money not necessarily his was spent on seemingly ensuring that he would have safe passage I guess to continue defrauding people she has a different experience with law with the idea of law than she probably should if she really took into account what Tom manipulated within the law to steal and defraud from innocent people she's not connecting those dots and it might be because she doesn't have capacity and she wants to sell $250 sweatshirts it just might also be that she's like a fucking prick like I don't know I don't know yeah I well like I was getting really frustrated for Crystal when Crystal was basically saying like you know people die like they're they're like victims do exist 
And Erica was like, well, prove it, prove it. Like, where's your proof? Where's your proof? Like, back it up, which it was just, like, so annoying. Um, and I felt Crystal feeling, like, a little, like, you know, because, like, what, mm-hmm. what proof is she going to pull out? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, do you want, right. like, the death certificate? Like, we know that people got fucked over. It was just really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is, like, there are some receptors missing for Erica in this whole situation for sure i think i just think that like her like where she comes from is like well i didn't know about it so like you know she mean she is so strongly maintains that she did not know about it so like what she doesn't know she doesn't have to answer for and so to her the earrings are like a gift and I'm assuming that, like, if she were to hand that gift to these victims, even though it could $750,000 could help them immensely, that's her saying, like, I knew that they came from funds that weren't meant for me and my earrings. I don't know. I don't know that it has to do with guilt and the perception of it. I think it has to do with the idea that this is hers. She's saying this oh, was given to me. Really, this was a gift. Earrings. This was a mine. I don't have anything to do with this man that I was married to for two decades, let alone what happened with my LLC. I shouldn't be blamed for this. And people are blaming me. And so I'm going to continue to talk about things that were purchased for me that are expensive, that are mine. I'm taking these earrings on the trip. I'm going to show them on camera, understanding the ways that they've been the topic of national conversation. And that is just what I'm going to do because nobody is going to fuck with me and come for my shit. Like she's unwilling to understand, let alone the perception. Like she uses the phrase, I mean, potential victims is like one of the more repellent things she said, but the idea of the court of public opinion, not understanding that public opinion is also attached to fact. And that is a tough pill to swallow when you just want to call people fake news. But what happens when the news isn't fake? That's the thing that Erica, Erica is playing in the world of fake news, in the world of alternate facts, in the world of potential victims. She doesn't want to play in reality. And that is tough when you have a camera crew and you are on reality TV. That makes things a lot more difficult. Oh my God, 100%. I also think that, you know, financially she's not in the best of places. So handing over earrings that are worth $750,000 more than them being gorgeous diamond earrings that were a gift or more than maybe she's worried about the perception of guilt. Who knows? it's like a good chunk of money that could be beneficial to her down the line because she has a lot of expenses and only so many ways to pay them now. Yeah, and I mean, the Bravo docket has covered this on um, their social media, and they noted the situation and and noted that a federal judge, and this is on their Instagram, subsequently agreed with Crystal, finding that the earrings had been purchased with stolen client funds. Uh, Though in court filings, Erica admitted that the funds used to purchase the earrings came from the trust account. She's appealing the court's order that she had to turn them over. So, Miss, it's just about the facts. It's just about the court, what they decide I'll do. It turns out that that's actually not what she's going to do. What she's going to do is appeal the fuck out of this as 
long as it possibly takes. So it's like a grain of salt should be applied to literally anything that she says, especially when she's trying to dibble dabble in the world of legalities, noting that she has every right to go through anything that she has available as the victims do to, to um, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, the idea of being made whole is like, wildly unrealistic because of the amount of money that he stole but hopefully they're able to get back some of the funds especially noting how those funds were used seemingly to buy some really lovely gifts it's unfortunate (laughs) tom didn't you know put up an instagram story as i like to do saying you know should i buy this thing for my wife i mean i love to do an audience poll on um, all things retail, and my guess is that he did not send that poll out to <laughs> the people he was stealing from. I guess there's, you know, always those third and fourth and fifth crimes that he engaged in. But, um, you know, it's it is what it is. It's a terrible situation, and she's super revealing on this season. And people are going to take her at her word, and they're going to give her the benefit, of, uh, and some are going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And and it's a wild fucking thing to see, but. If the reunion is more focused on what Kathy did or didn't do on Aspen and not what we are all watching Erica engage in repeatedly with a certain amount of glee, I think that would be an incredibly missed opportunity. I agree. Yeah. We need to question her again. Like another hot seat situation. <laughs> she should be in the hot seat for as long as the hot seat is available. It's, yeah. It doesn't mean that we can't have nuanced conversations about this. It doesn't mean that, you know, there can't be um, any iota of sympathy or empathy for finding out that your husband is a serial criminal, but it doesn't appear that she's still she's applying any of that to people that he grievously harmed, and that includes widows and orphans and burn victims. Um, so you know he was a really charming guy. We started the episode by talking about how charming Jen Shaw was. So was Tom. <laughs> and look where that charm landed mm-hmm. for so many um, people who didn't didn't ask to be defrauded and yet found themselves in uh, living a much different life than should be theirs to live because Tom Girardi went to the mall, you know? Right. Went to the mall. Went to the mall. Evan Real, listen, you know, I could I die for you. I could talk to you forever. I can't believe we didn't even talk about Marlo. Oh, my God. <laughs> Atlanta. Can uh, I just get a quick can yes. I just get a quick thought from you on on Marlo? Um, Marlo's, you know, what she shared on the reunion, which I thought was so impactful. And your thoughts on Marlo as a housewife to be continued. Yeah, I do love Marlo. I've been advocating to the entire world for her to get her peach for so long so I'm, I'm so happy that this moment finally came for her but I was like in tears when she like went around to all her castmates mm. and like mentioned their accolades and why she admires them the former Miss USA the the Olympian the Grammy winning singer songwriter like she went through the whole group and explained why she felt so honored to be among them and you know just knowing where she came from and just the evolution I was so proud of her um and yeah it's just so nice to learn more about her because and it's been so nice to learn more about her this Mm -hmm. whole season because 
for so many years she was just the really shady friend of who like allegedly slept with men for money and yeah it's just nice to hear more of her story i love her so much i did interview drew recently and she felt that marlo kind of like put it on a little bit for the piece like got a little messier than she should have because mm-hmm. she was worried about maintaining peach holder status but i mean that we live for the mess and marlo is innately messy so give her a peach and of course like the mess level is gonna increase so i don't blame her for that but it's just interesting to hear like another cast member who is like you know on the new side mm-hmm. like a new housewife but has been around so like not as many mm-hmm. years as marlo um kind of say that but i say more mess more marlo i'm here for it i really appreciate you saying that like that moment where she was having that connection of like and also andy's ability to really connect how did it feel to not have this thing? Like, yes. did you not feel, did you feel valued receiving the peach? And what does it mean to having gone through that process for so long and connecting that to her experience in and out of foster care and a childhood that I think most people wouldn't be able to truly understand? Oh my God. Yeah. Like having a foster parent take you in and then kicking you out. Like I... The fact that she is like still standing today, I I would have crumbled for sure. Yeah, and the emotion that she had in watching the clip package involving yeah. her mom and hearing more about that experience, it makes you wonder, because I think Marlo's very perceptive, and it makes you wonder how getting the feedback that she may have been able to get from this season, how that might affect her next season. Like maybe it's possible that she'll still have moments that are explosive and tense, but like maybe there's more room potentially to do the things that even Kenya was saying during the reunion of like, I was kind of thinking she would take this in a different direction. Maybe Marlo could change. I don't think it's that easy as just like changing course, but like, but maybe yeah, yeah, no, I, I think so. It was Speaking of Kenya, though, after Marlo had that very sweet, touching moment with everyone, and Andy goes, Kenya, how did you think Marlo did? <laughs> Kenya, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Kenya was like, bad, bye. Yeah. Next question. I mean, Marlo oh, trying to make this, like, I die for her, but Marlo making that, like, to me, fucking dumbass uh, comment about Candy not being a producer and then hiding oh. behind, I didn't know, I didn't know, which to me is so disingenuous. Yeah. Makes me nervous for her for the rest of the season because she's being, she's trying to dial it down to being passive aggressive. And I just, or maybe that's what she should be doing. I don't know, but I was not here for it. I hate the devaluing Candy's actual genuine professional accomplishments but maybe she does that because she knows it'll get a response totally i think that's part of it but i i will say that i don't i didn't love all the all the ways that marlo attacked candy this season totally knowing how big of a champion candy has been for marlo for so many years and we didn't really get into it on the reunion but candy did Mm -hmm. pitch a show for right Marlo's it was called like Lana and it was like a fashion situation and like the fact that Marlo isn't like considering that when she decides to attack Candy is a little weird that was her that was my uh, the one thorn of my Marlo experience this season 
well, Marlo trying to take away from it and not um, allowing herself to appreciate uh, uh, to express appreciation or gratitude to Candy by being like the contract didn't work out. And also Todd was the one who called. And it's like, sweetie, like, who do you think is talking to Todd? Yeah, like right. Candy and Todd produce things together. They work together. They are also a married couple. <laughs> they communicate with each other. And it does make you wonder a little bit, like, why do you think that can't, why are you trying to communicate so much that Candy is strategic or didn't do these things? Is that because that's only been your experience with people? Cause I just think Candy is, Candy is not the one to say these things about. It's just like, she's one of the most successful housewives of all time. She was successful before housewives. She will remain successful after when she chooses to leave. And it's just like, it's not it's not a great look for Marlo, but I think it's maybe the only one that she has interest in showing when it comes to like candy, I guess. Yeah, I I hope that Marlo finds a new avenue for her next go as a full time cast member because yeah, Candy's not the one. And I don't think Kenya is either. And I don't oh, know. Yeah. For Marlo, it's like, listen, if you cross those lines with some of these women, they're not going to walk back regardless of what the show wants. They will, when they are done with you, they are done. And you don't want to be iced out. And this yeah. is not the way to go to warm it up unless you just want to only and always be scalding hot with some of them. It's just not, I don't know. But if you feel that way, I mean, if she's, if this is how she feels, she should express it. I just don't know how successful it's going to be. Yeah. Um, Listen, Evan Real, let's be real. I could talk to you forever. Um, (laughs) Tell the people, (laughs) I cannot wait to see you at BravoCon. Tell the people where they can follow you online. If there's anything that you're working on with page six or the pod, mention it all. Yes. You can follow me at Evan Real on Instagram and log on to page six.com to see. (laughs) <laughs> to, to see what's going on there. Um, what do I got coming up? Oh, my interview with Maitland Ward. It will be out soon. That's not a Bravo situation, which is very rare for me. It's very rare mm. that I'm not working on Bravo stuff these days. But she opened up to me about her foray into the porn industry and all the kind of traumatizing stuff she experienced as a teen actor Mm -hmm. on soap operas and on Boy Meets World. So that will be really interesting. And yeah, I just, oh, I dropped a Dolores interview today. We (gasps) we caught up about uh, Teresa and Melissa and uh, her spot on Celebrity Beef with Caroline. She's kind of teased Caroline's return. Oh my God. Teresa's down. She's down. Like Teresa's down. That's what Dolores told me. I wonder how Caroline, because Caroline and the Gorgas, did they fall out a while ago? I don't remember or recall, but currently, as Teresa is feuding with the Gorgas, Caroline has been commenting and liking everything from Joe and Melissa. So it seems like he's trying to like slide <laughs> in there a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, listen, I've talked about him here on AG. Not just because I am literally obsessed with Christopher Manzo, love of my Uh, life. I would love to see my future spiritual mother-in-law back on New Jersey. (laughs) I think it would be great and would love to see it. And if Teresa's down and the network is down, meaning they will pay her what Caroline deserves, which I think they would need to in order to make this thing happen, let's get it on. Yes, 100%. 
Is Caroline going to BravoCon? She was at the last one. They did an OG. I don't. I am not sure, but she should go. She should go. Yeah. She should go. Um, Caroline, um, DM me and we'll <laughs> talk about it at Sunday dinner and let me know what's going on. Guys, new Patreon episode went up this weekend featuring my live reaction to the Potomac trailer as well as your satchels of gold. Those are named in honor of Her Holiness Kelly Corn Ben Simone. Your thoughts and feels, questions and concerns concerning all things housewifery. So look for that episode on the Andy Scrolls Patreon, the number one way to support this pod. You get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more. Patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls. Follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Also had a, uh, another piece go up for the Daily Beast where I um, explored the world of F1 racing and the ways that housewife fans are the perfect fit for the audience of Drive to Survive, a phenomenal reality show on Netflix about all things Formula One, which I watched all four seasons of in a week, like a psycho, my favorite thing to do, P1 forever, P1 Pierre, P1. Um, So guys, I'm including a link to that piece in the show notes for this episode. Uh, It also (laughs) includes comparing um, uh, Formula One racers to um, their spiritual housewife which was a a true pleasure and a thrill and way too fucking easy. So I don't know what that says about me, but um, guys look for that and um, follow me on Instagram. I think I already said that, but at Dame Galley, do it a second time. Uh, Try not to get blocked by the housewifey, whatever, yada, yada. Uh, Evan Real, thank you so much for coming back. Always the best time. I'll see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> About a month. Yes. And guys, hopefully we see you at BravoCon 2. And let us know your thoughts and feels about this app. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.